Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good evening, listeners, brave navigators of the enigmatic and the concealed. Have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered, the allure of the mysteries that shroud our existence? For more than a decade, a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries, unafraid of the secrets they might uncover. This audacious entity is Paranoid American. Welcome to the mystifying universe of the Paranoid American podcast. Launched in the year 2012, Paranoid American has been on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world. From the unnerving enigma of MK Ultra mind control to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies. From the awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture. They have committed to unveiling the concealed realities that lie just beneath the surface. Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of reality. Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now, I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line. This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded. Come with us as we sift through the world's grand mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast. Where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth. Y'all don't know how special this one is because we we were able to pin down the world's only living homunculologist. In fact, the last living homunculologist that was even present, that even made a public appearance, was probably in the early 1900s. I'm sure our expert panel guest today is going to tell us all about it. If you don't know him already, I'll make myself bigger here. Homunculus Owner's Manual, which was basically entirely researched and written by the world's foremost homunculologist. You might know him from the Occult Book Club. You might even know him from Chosen One. And issue two is actually going to be coming out soon. So you're going to go to chosenone.com. But we're talking about this dude right here, the man, the myth, the legend, the face that only uh, the alchemist homunculus could love. It's Juan. What's going on, Juan? Oh, dude, there's, there's other, there's others of us. And by the way, not paranoid American. What's up, dude? Oh, I got it. <laughs> <That's a, laughs> this is a leftover from uh, something that I don't even want to talk about. We're not yeah, even let's talk not talk about, about what, that. What, what this is from. <laughs> not my proudest app there, you know, but. Yeah, well, you, you actually left early. It got way weirder too. Really? Damn. Yeah, it got, it got real. I mean, <laughs> Nate started getting really trigger happy with some of those 
pictures that really should have been shown like once really quick, taken off the screen, quick shock effect. The idea was to make people wonder, like, did I just see what I think I saw? But he would just put it up on screen. Anyways, separate yeah. show. I'm not even going to link it below. It's it's that bad. Yeah. So I got to start out because I already can predict people in the comments and in the chat as this is premiering. Shout out to the premieres. Hit me with some super chats, please. But which one of us homunculus? Which one of us? What bro? You broke out there for a second. Which one of us is the homunculus? In in this relationship, like me and you, I just in the world. If, if objectively, if we just both venture out into the world in our own ways, who is the objective homunculus? The, it would, in my opinion, it would be anyone in the high up, high ups, like power, high up power positions, and or you have people like Ike who would say, "No, it's they're lizard people." Well, that's. That's kind of far fetched, right? Like a reptilian lizard person, skin coming off, lizard head. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're making a judgment call by saying it's far fetched. But here's the thing, right? Occam's razor. Let's say I don't believe in Occam's razor. I think Occam's razor was created by the Illuminati to, <laughs> to basically just be like, no, 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 that's way too complicated, guys. Yeah, it was just yeah. lightning. I love no that fire. That was just lightning. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, bro. Let's say that the more the okay. So out of the two reptilians and homunculus, the more simple one would be the homunculus, and the reason for that is because these people, they them, whatever you want to refer to them as, non-binary. A, homun- a homunculus can be as simple. It's a talisman, right? So it can be as simple as I was born or forced to be born x time x day x season and therefore i radiate the qualities and attributes of said talisman because the talisman the whole reasoning behind a talisman is mathematical astrological in nature and they use the numbers from those calculations to bring forth and harvest and use an energy from the stars if you will so a homunculus, is that the moon child, bro? I mean, you've read about this. So if, if I had to pick who are the homunculus, because I don't subscribe to like the whole NPC thing. I don't I don't like that because I don't think that there are people who are truly empty vessels, except maybe these homunculi. And not even then, but you you read the book Moonchild, right? With Crowley. It's like about embodying a certain spirit, elemental, angel, demon, whatever you want to insert here. And it seems like some of these elites are demonically possessed. I mean, look at Gavin Newsom or look at hit me with another one, bro. Hit me with a with a politician that looks like a demon. What? uh, I don't know. Anyway, insert demonic looking. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. He doesn't look like a demon, though, bro. And not because he's a Republican, but he doesn't look demonic or does he? Does he look demonic to you, bro? I guess you're you're making lots of judgment calls today. <laughs> well, reality's subjective, bro, and that's why I think it's so important to talk about these topics and cover them. But if I had to pinpoint the homunculi, they're in the uppermost sections of this hierarchy, caste system, whatever in society that we have. They're the ones that are calling the shots, and if they're being governed by higher intelligences or higher entities. 
that's a whole other conversation. But if I had to pinpoint it, bro, I think it'd be these politicians. And if you look at it, dude, it's a lot of nepotism, a lot of uh, families that are running. It's all it all stays in the family. So what a better way than to just keep creating more of your own homunculi and just keep them in these positions to where bro, I think I think how Sam Tripoli has said the world is run by by sorcerers, by magicians. And I think there's more to reality than just it being chalked, right? Occam's razor. I like that, bro. Occam's razor is created by the Illuminati. I really do believe that. I'm not just saying that to be flippant. I think Occam's razor is complete BS. And when people bring it up in an argument, it's the equivalent of saying it's all a simulation, bro. Because once you say that, you could just mic drop and go and get a snack and let everyone else kind of like talk like adults. You know what I mean? The same mm-hmm. with Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor is just someone coming up and dropping a turd in the punch bowl and being like, whatever's the simplest is the right. And then they like stick their nose up and walk away like they just drop the gem on you. And it's it's just, I don't know, it's the most childish approach of any kind of problem solving. I think that the Occam's razor all started with someone that set fire to a building. And when they tried to point the finger at the dude that was the arsonist, he was like, it was lightning. It's the simplest explanation. <laughs> I, re- I really, truly think that that's what it's at. And there's something called Gray's razor or it's like Gray's law. And it basically it's like skip out the, the, the in-between. So if the, the village is on fire, don't worry about if it was arson or lightning. Worry about that the village is freaking on fire, like the actual yeah. impact. And that it doesn't matter if something was done out of malicious intent, out of like an accident, any of this, because that's what Occam's razor comes up in conspiracy theories. It's usually like, oh, it just coincidentally happened. There wasn't a group of people planning and like making this thing happen. Uh, I mean, Manhattan Project, MK Ultra, the, the list goes, King Kill 33, the list goes on. So I think Occam's yeah. razor makes sense in the world of science, but when people apply it to philosophy or conspiracy, They've just, they're an Illuminati hand puppet. They've got a hand up their ass that's like moving their mouth for them. Yeah, that's why that we don't need researchers, bro. We need more philosophers, right? Was that right. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> just jump, you know, no, don't worry about any other records. I mean, just, just jump head in, head first. Don't worry about anything else. And I'm sure it'll all start making sense. But you're right, dude. And I think, again, there is more to it, even if it is all fake and gay thomas even if it is all just make believe and it is that these guys were larping because i think a, a large portion of a lot of these people were larping but there's something liberating about that about putting yourself in a state of mind of wanting to believe something right and and not and i'm not talking about in like a delusional sort of way right but when you are focused on a task at hand and you are conscious that you're focusing on it because you need to get it done. And I think that magic or the occult or anything really, I think, comes down to that. And it comes down to putting yourself in the state of mind to be able to get things done. And because people talk about manifestation, all this stuff, it's like, well, you you need to work to get the manifestation. done. You need to put in the work and and, you know, you can't just sit here and just meditate and it'll just materialize right in front of you i don't think it works that way so i think a large portion was them larping or who knows maybe the larping is part of the occult and it needs to be done that's why with the as far as like the cross-dressing it's it's a 
what, what was I listening to? I forgot what I was listening to where I was talking about taboo and Matt. What was it? I don't know. It, I was I was listening to some book. I forgot what it was, but it was talking about like was it cross dressing for dummies. No, it wasn't cross dressing for dummies. Okay. It was. Yeah, I'll see if I can link find link it. below. By the way, yeah, I'll find the dummies. link below. I don't know if it was. Man, that's gonna bother me now that that I don't know what it was, but the. It was the devil. No, not the devils in the ink. No. You're reading books about the devil too? Jeez, man. No, I did a, I recently did a interview with Tommy Cowan, who is a William Burroughs esotericist. And he wrote a very, very interesting article called, it's called, I'll tell you right now what it's called, because it's got a really interesting title. You know, I'm a sucker for, for good titles, but it's called Devils in the Ink. William Burroughs, Brian Geisen, and Geometry as a Method for Accessing Intermediary Beings. I love it when the title is a book in itself. Yes, yes, exactly. There was, so. there was actually a beginning, middle, and end in that whole title. Yeah, so the the concept of cross-dressing also plays a role into like the occult phenomenon as well. So you had a lot of, I think Crowley even might have dressed as a woman at one point. I could be wrong on that, but definitely. definitely Definitely, Definitely the other guy that I talked about where they were doing the Curlaw cell workings in Miami, that guy, his last name was Evans. He, he essentially, what he ended up doing in Miami was he ended up inducing an abduction and then he was used as a sex slave by the great old ones on the other side. And then they impregnated him, bro. So again, this is all Thelemic literature you can read it for yourself but yeah i did that that episode with uh, tommy cowan and we were talking about burrows because again we're all in this circle of these guys were piggybacking off of each other burrows being another one of these like crowley types and you don't understand if it's if they're being literal or not right and that's the whole mystery behind all this and that's why it's so interesting to me to talk about these things and further understand them. And even, you know, back to the realm of the homunculus, there's records of this stuff, right? Even if it was BS, bro, there's still people writing about this. And there's a reason why they were writing about it. I don't think it was all fake and gay and just make-believe. Or maybe it was, but I don't know. But if you like the capital, if you like truth with a capital T, make sure to hit that like, subscribe. Sign up for the Patreons, right? Only if you love the truth. If you don't love the truth, you won't do any of those things. Only if you love it. Not if you like it. You have to love it. And then you can And we'll know. Once you know that you actually love the truth, you'll just find yourself subscribing to the Parent American Patreon, going to chosenwan.com, buying a copy of that, just purchasing everything. That's the only way that you can really show that you love the truth. And I and I want to ask you, speaking of showing your love of the truth by monetary donation is homunculus just like the oldest grift of all time like do you think it, it's just someone thought it up and it caught on and we're like i can make this my thing and now just hundreds of years later we're they were still grifting on it alchemy itself could be considered one of the oldest grifts that there is absolutely and the reason for that being as a as a grift a grift a grifter is a person who promises things and never delivers, right? And they're taking something in exchange for it. So they're either taking money or something else in exchange. And I promise you, bro, that I'm going to give you this. So alchemists 
absolutely were grifting. Now, they there's stories, and that's all they really are. There's stories, but think about it, bro. I mean, any major religion, any any ancient scripture, it's all stories. It's all writings. And people quite literally devote their whole lives based on just these writings alone. You know, to bring in the whole Burroughs aspect, even Crowley, like all these guys, they were writing things down. They're, they didn't have pictures of these things or anything like that. They didn't, they didn't have any other proof. So alchemy was just that. But alchemy is a, a special case because you were grifting on the chance of d- completing these magnas. Magnus opi, magnum I guess. Magnum no, no, but, opus. But what, magnum what, opi. Yeah, what are opi is, you know, multiple. Plural, yeah. Yeah, plural, because there was multiple things you could do. You had the philosopher's stone. You also had, right, you had the red stone or the or the white stone. You you want to create some gold, bro? You want to create some silver? Like, it's up to you. Like, which one do you want? And then they threw in, like, all this other stuff, but they would entice royalty. And this is why it's all so interesting, because the higher ups are, right, we, we can talk about the the Monroe Institute and all these people that were talking about like astral projection and hemisync and tapping into other realms. Even the, the, was it the Manhattan project that was about opening portals or am I getting my projects mixed up? Uh, Montauk project, Montauk project, that one where it's about like tapping into other parallel dimensions. Well, these, this royalty would have huge courts of alchemists. But alchemy, to me, it's like the I've called it the utility knife of like the occult world because you got infinite money glitch, bro, infinite gold. Oh, well, all right, I got all this gold. Well, I'm not going to live long enough. Oh, no, no, no. We got you covered. You want to live forever, too? Yeah, we can do that. It's like, oh, all right. Well, I'm kind of bored with all this money and all this life. Well, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. I want to like become a god. Well, you can either do two things. You can either uh, transcend space and time and step outside of reality, or you can create artificial life. And then you can take that artificial life and do some cool shit with that artificial life and just take it apart. And it's like, again, it's homunculus all the way down. Well, alchemy is it encapsulates everything together in one thing. So think about being some alchemist. Would you rather be living in a castle? Yeah, you have to work all day, but you're like, yo, if you don't leave me alone, I'm not going to be able to get this magnum opus done. So just go over there. And once I finish this, I'm going to let you, I'm going to call you. All right. Don't call me. My people will call you once I'm done. And you're like that your entire life. And it helps when you're like, Hey, that guy over there can vouch for me. He was there when I did the transmutation and there's stories about, me doing transmutation. So you have like this reputation as an alchemist, but is it the oldest grift? I don't know if I'd call the homunculus the oldest grift, maybe, but alchemy 100% is one of the oldest grifts. And they were known as forgers. They were known as people who, right? Edward Kelly. I mean, we know about him, the, the crop eared wizard. Well, why was it? Because he was forging documents and doing and, and fakes. They were. They were faking. And not only that, but alchemy also brings in like the whole illusion aspect of it. Literally stage mad because you can turn the the first alchemists were actually about coding metals, changing their color. 
uh, chrysopia, I think is what it's called. I could be saying it wrong, but anyways, it was mad easy to do once you knew how to do it. And it probably looked impressive as hell. Yes. People were like, what? It's a whole new thing. And the dude's just like, yeah, I, I, I like circled it under a flame for a few hours and then dunked it in ammonia or whatever the hell I'm just making it up. Yeah, but. yeah no, absolutely. So think about that, bro. Just because, and that's the other aspect of it. It's like when you don't understand something, it can be supernatural. Right. But also because you don't understand it doesn't make it fake and gay. Right. Because we can get into that realm too. too well, I world. don't know if I agree with your definition of grifting because you, you mentioned that grifting is promising something, something that you never deliver on. A con. Um, yeah. But I mean, couldn't, couldn't you be delivering on the thing? Like, what if people are going to the grift for the feeling that it gives them? Like, they just want, like, the Peter Popov miracle water that you sprinkle on your mailbox and then when you do that like just a check shows up out of nowhere for 30 grand and it's like that's because i put the magic water on there maybe but i think what people are really buying into is the is the feeling they get from it and the hope that it provides and i think that in alchemy is kind of that's the same the state thing of mind bro that goes back to the state of mind because what is a synchronicity to you thomas like what how do you if you have a synchronicity which you and i have had We've shared some synchronicities together, you and I. I'm still recovering from the last one. What was the last one? The I thought we one? weren't ever going to talk about it again. We we uh, agreed mutually up. to never discuss that. All right, be quiet. So the what is a synchronicity to you? Because you that would be like a sort of thing like oh, it it aligned up perfectly, and it, it must have happened because I did that one thing. Like I think that's not ma- magical thinking is what you're describing here. And to well, me, it's what's the only though? after a certain number of those happen in sequence that seem related. Do I pay any mind? I guess I'm not one of those people that like one thing and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, when uh, sometimes you pull into wherever you were going and the song just ends like right as you pull into the parking spot. And you're just like, yeah, like I was meant to be here. I think that's silly. I think you're a child. You've got an infantile that's mind. That's a stupid that one, though, bro. That, that's but if you a good do, one. But if you did that and every time you went to a certain place, no matter what you were listening to, the song ended only when you went to like a every time you go to Publix, right? It just like the song ends no matter what you're listening to. That to me would be a true synchronicity worth exploring as opposed to just like randomly trying to make order out of the chaos. Bro, but there there's some weird ones that sometimes happen. What what are some weird ones? All right, so one of the recent ones that I covered, and it'll be out for the members in this this week, this Monday. Uh, I my sister hit me up, and well, I shouldn't have said who it was, but anyways, a family member hit me up, and they were involved in a little fender bender, right? So they were like, "Hey, do you think you can find a light for me like today?" I was like, well, the only way, and it was a Wednesday, bro. And mind you, I've been listening and, and studying the red book by Carl Jung. So I was going to do a Jungian episode. Now I pull up to the, and I have pictures of all this and I cover it in the whole episode, but this is a weird one. It was a Wednesday out of all the days. I was like, all right, fine. I'll go and try to find you a light for your car. I'll go to the, do you pull and pay in Orlando? And I'll pull out the light and I'll pay for you pull and pay. And as I'm waiting in line, bro, I am on the in the line and I look over to the window and there's a special that day, Wednesday that I was there. 
and it was it wasn't thirty three percent off of headlights until it was like twenty percent or something like that twenty percent off of headlights and tail lights and something else so out of all the days I could have gone, I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. I'm here for a headlight, and that same exact day that I pulled up, it just so happens to be. All right, that one, whatever. Do you go there every day? Do you know they don't just swap out the day? So no matter what day you show up, it's like, no. oh my God, there's a Monday special. It was oh that God, one. It was, I have the picture. It was that specific Wednesday with the number and everything. It wasn't like a, a wide every Wednesday. No, no. It was that particular day they were running that. Say, how do you know that the, the, on Thursday, they didn't just replace the word Wednesday with Thursday so that any Rube that walks in there thinks they found I can show you the picture. It was a straight up picture. I took the picture and I'm smiling like an idiot in the, in the reflection of the, of the window. Cause I thought it was funny. I'm like, and then I sent it to the person. And I was like, look at this. What a coincidence. And they're like, yeah, it's not very funny. Cause obviously their situation wasn't funny, but I found it funny because Again, it was a synchronicity to me. Whatever. Where we chalked that one up, I took care of the situation. Occam's Razor says that that was just the day that they had a sale. All right. That, that's that's fine. On the way to back home that, that same day, and I took, a, I took a screenshot of this as well. I was listening on the radio to the person that, that I was going to be interviewing, MJ Dorian. And he was talking about the dream that Carl Jung had where he was, you know, he encounters Elijah or something like that, right? Some obscure Elijah from the Bible, whatever, in that, in his dream. And at that exact moment that they, that he mentions the name Elijah, one of my patrons, because I get the emails of the comments that the patrons leave on the, on the post. Mind you, this is all the same day. He comments about Elijah and the name that Elijah means. But it was in relation to another episode that I had posted on my Patreon. So again, again, I got proof of all this, but what are the chances that it happens that same day that, you know, those weird coincidences, bro? Well, the chance is 100% because it happened. <laughs> but that's bizarre, isn't it? You can agree that it's I kind of weird. I disagree. I let, I I'll entertain you if you if you really want to feel special about this, but I don't I feel think special that you went to a junkyard and they had a, a special that day any more than if someone is like clipping coupons and they're like, oh, maybe we should get some laundry detergent. And you turn the page and there's a freaking coupon for laundry detergent. And you're like, oh, my God, the angels are looking after me. This is a divine sign that I need to go hey. with my laundry detergent today. Hey, bro, the the it's like. Sometimes, and I don't know if you believe in God or not, Thomas, but sometimes God, I believe in the real God, the, the, what's his name, dude? Can you tell me his name? The, the, now you just made me lose my train of thought, but some, the, the whole story of like the guy's drowning and there, you know, people show up to save him. It's like, no, no, no. God's going to send me. Yeah, this is the, one of those horrible Christian jokes that they tell so, at like Christian organizations. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, I try to save you. I you did the helicopter. I sent you the, the tire. Yeah. So how many times, bro, does it need to be a coincidence for it to actually mean? So? Do, do, how many times would you have to get it to a place and the song needed to end at that precise moment that you pulled into the place for you to be like, all right, something's up. Ten. T- ten times? Yeah. 
I got a high barrier. Not not all of us are easily swindled by Occam's razor. Like not like not not right. all of us are easily grifted upon. There I say. Well, right. see, now I think that's the, I think being swindled and grifted. I I don't know. I guess we're getting into semantics a little bit here, but I feel like a grift is again like my go-to example would be like a Peter Popoff industry, like a televangelist style. Like they snake oil salesman. They might realize that they're not really curing people and like miracles are following them around, but they keep it up. Uh, man, I'm I'm struggling to not name names here, but there's like there's some other people even in like within this community that they go balls deep in a certain topic and they become like the expert in that topic. But then oh it's like goodness. you can't ever change your mind because you've got this huge following. Of, well, you could, but if you did, you'd be at risk of losing. I guess yeah. the respect of the following all these people. And if you've made that your career, Flatter, so Tartaria, uh, yeah, yeah. Fill, uh, fill in the blank. I'm not going to mention any, any, I will. I want to, well, I'm not going to mention any specific names. Uh, cause I mean, cause we all grift too. And I want them to call out on my grifting. I just, what are I we, do gr- what are we grifting though, bro? We're talking about concepts and things that are, that are part of it. Hi- it's history, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, there's nothing wrong with, Wanting to have an interesting conversation. Why is it a grift when you also, if people want to pay you, they're gonna pay you regardless. You you don't you don't talk about the grift that they're paying to Netflix, you know, every month or their membership subscription to any of the these Fortune 500 companies that just get richer and richer. You don't complain about that, but when they want to pay for some entertainment and for some knowledge, some true knowledge, because we're giving them true knowledge with a capital T, with a capital T, then it's a problem. Why? Like, I don't know. I never understood that. that You know what I'm saying? Like, I never understood that mentality. It's like, why are you pointing fingers at the people in your community instead of pointing fingers at the true people? And it's making me question your intentions if you don't want to monetize off of your hard work that you're putting into this stuff. Like, what are your true intentions if you don't? Let's be real, bro. Well, now you're getting real specific now. I'm I'm being a little bit more broad. So I just want to I'm being broad, too, though, because... I think we're all grifting and in my definition of it is essentially like a a con, but not a con in that you're trying to steal somebody or sell them a monorail that doesn't work, but a con in that like a confidence man. And that if you just portray yourself to be some sort of an authority or an expert in any field, no matter whether you've even read a freaking book about it, or you've just seen a bunch of YouTube documentaries and you're like, Oh, I can do that better. That to me is a grift because you're, you're selling your confidence and you're getting other people on board just because you're so damn confident when you're talking about, it. you could just be making it all up. You could be talking about dumb stuff like Miami Molly and you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Cause I don't think you're that kind of a grifter. You've never done yeah, an episode uh, on Miami Molly. Aliens, no, absolutely. You? I have, um, you have, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, come on. But if you actually Why, listen to dude? the episode, why you are you know that I didn't say it was aliens. If you actually listen to the episode, well, I don't. I read the I read the title only. And yeah, I look at well, the thumbnail. No, that's your fault. But if you actually well, no, want to listen to it, because you you've put that that disgusting filth energy into the into the universe by putting the title there and putting the thumbnail that it was a little clickbaity. I'm assuming, right? If you did it, aren't you grifting? If you're if you're making a clickbait title, you are presenting something but not delivering on that by your own definition. It seems like it's the ultimate grift. Why not just embrace it, my friend? Yeah, no, you're right. But here's the thing, Thomas. Why are you going you to like that? It negates the first thing you said, but go ahead. No, I know. I know it does. And that's why I did it. But, <laughs> but 
the this idea of deliverance, right? And not deliverance of like the, the you know religious, but deliver the delivery of said information. You can only make up so much information, bro. Mind you, we are at an age right now where we have access to all the information since the beginning of time, right? Not well, almost since the beginning of time, but you get what I'm saying. You can double check things real time with chat GPT. I know it's not the greatest, but for an example. And if you're taking my word for it, if I am trying to intentionally grift and make things up in order to create a a sort of following or whatever it is, it's going to get to a point in time where people are going to double check what you're saying. And you're only going to get away with the grift for so, so long. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, dude. You can, if I start saying things that aren't real or true, I'm going to get called out for it. And I'm going to, I'm going to be held accountable for the information that I'm spreading. I don't think, I don't think that's true at all. Even right now, if you look at any of the big grifter account, let's just go with like flat earth, right? If you go with a big flat earth, um, Google, I'm not going to call any names, but, and you find that there's people you know, quote unquote, calling it out and calling out the propaganda, but there's, and there's propaganda campaigns that our own government mm-hmm. and other governments have put out that get called out, but they still remain the truth. It's, it's almost like you're advocating for a Snopes like, Oh, well, if I say no, something, no, I'm advocating for do your own research. And that's why Thomas, that's why whenever I do present something, I'm not pushing my ideologies on you, bro. Thomas, the butt homunculi are real, bro. You gotta, I've seen it firsthand. No, no, no. It's like, hey, I did research on X subject. Here is everything X source said. What does it mean? I don't, and that, bro, I'll be the first person to tell you I don't know anything. And whenever I go on a podcast, I tell people I know absolutely less than what I, than I did when I first started, which is kind of counterintuitive, but because I'm here to research and learn as many cosmologies, learn as many about as many topics as I can, because I find this sort of stuff interesting. But now if I'm sitting here and I'm telling you, damn it, Thomas, the earth is flat because X, Y, Z, and this is it. And there's no shaking me. And you're a globy and you're uh, a globe lover. You like globes, Thomas? You, you, can you show me the curve? You global sexual right now. And I don't see a curve. You globals. I don't care. I don't advocate for that. I don't care about the shape of the earth. Hey, it might be flat. Who knows? Or it might be round. You global sexual, you like you like that? You like being called a global sexual? You dirty global sexual? So the the we can t- the the thing that bothers me is the I know it. And therefore, and, and you're absolutely right. There is counter arguments within that, but how they said there's not enough evidence for a non-believer to begin with. And I think people also get off on the feeling of debating somebody and wanting to prove them wrong. Don't you ever get that one comment where you, you did a two hour presentation or whatever. And then you get that one guy. It's like, <laughs> you know, you got the two people. Yeah. I knew about that like three years ago. That's usually or, you to be honest. Or that's, the that's one in the comments. No, I don't really comment things. <laughs> and if I do comment, I, I My know I'm talk- big enough for you. That's the real reason. I know. Um, yeah. And I got a time limit today for these smaller shows. I got about an hour left. <laughs> so the the guys that are like, oh, hey, you missed this or you got this wrong to one up you like, hey, I know more about the subject than you do, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I don't get too lost in the sauce. 
I'm going to continue to talk about these things regardless of what anybody thinks. And I find it super fascinating, bro. Like for you, why, why did you join the Freemasons? Cause you wanted access to information that you thought was esoteric or that you think is esoteric or that is esoteric, whatever it is. And you wanted to one up the next people. Like what enticed you the mystery? Like actually to, to- that's, that's not the correct. And I'm just, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but whatever, I'll say it that when you go for your initial background check, or when you sign up for the Freemasons, at least in the United States, as every lodge I'm aware of, they'll put together a little investigation committee and they'll, yeah. Bullshit. They'll, they just want I, your, your dues, bro. All right. I'm telling you, but they put together an investigation committee. They'll do background checks. They'll investigate you outside of like a regular courthouse background check. They'll even pop in at your place of residence unannounced, or they might give you a slight heads up and you'll, and they'll basically just want to talk to you in your own house just to make sure you're not living in like a trap house, I assume. But it's, it's not just like you sign up and you're in, uh, and, and the point that I'm going here is that they'll ask you, why do you want to join Freemasonry? And the answer you don't want to give is that you're curious or that you want to like learn about the mystery of it. That's almost like an instant way of like, we're sorry, this is not for you. Like you actually have to have a much better reason than I'm curious or I want to learn about mysteries. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not making that part up. I don't think that's a secret, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'm not giving away the answer to the test in any way, but uh, you'd never become a Freemason with that kind of response, sir. I'd never become a Freemason regardless, but as soon as they Google me, they're like, yeah, look at this guy's podcast, bro. Look at this guy's podcast. Out. I'd be eliminated right off the bat. You, th- you but- think that, but you'd be wrong, man. The, there's a brother in my lodge that was on a conspiracy theory TV show on camera with his name video pointing at the Statue of Liberty in New York saying that's Lucifer. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> I feel like there's nothing that that's like off limits in that regard. As long as you're not giving away the secrets, like don't tell them that you're just curious because that's an instant kick out. I think you're lying, Thomas. It doesn't matter what you tell me. I'm still not going to believe you. It could be Freem- telling the truth, though. No, but if I was a Freemason, I'd probably say the same thing to get people off. Well, that's because you're a horrible person and that's just your default mentality would be to just lie, deceive, grift where a regular Freemason, it's it's a good man becoming better. That's essentially the line. But if you start out as the bad apple, there's not a lot for you there. So Thomas, enough about this grift talk. Um, I'm done with it. I want to move on to a different topic. But yeah, I think that doesn't matter. I'm sure you talk about the doesn't matter. We're going to talk about these subjects and I think they're interesting and there is more to reality than meets the eye. I think you can, I know here's the thing, bro. I know you. So I know that you're not into like the woo woo stuff. I know that you're not into the, where are you with the aliens? Are you bullshit? All of it. Grays, lizards, everything. There might be space mold out there. There might be like a space spore that they found or, or even, I think, space? I think space is real. I think that they might have found like like a fossil of space mold somewhere. Uh, and that would probably be the closest thing to aliens. I would lose all respect for aliens if they actually showed up on this planet. Because it would just, it would be like, you know, seeing a family member. What was the, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the new House of Usher series. Uh, but in the new House of Usher, there's this one like complete degenerate son, and he throws this like rave full of drugs and sex and you know all everything out in the middle of of nowhere in this this basically dilapidated 
chemical processing plant. And the point is that he's looking around and he sees like a family member there. And it is like this unspoken thing like, oh, we're both total degenerates. Like, we're not going to tell anyone about this. Uh, and I kind of feel like that's sort of the vibe. How about all the how, how about all the ancient records? Was that all fake and gay too? Like all the depictions and everything is just people just make believe. Like the, the no, I, I think that's memory. Well, this is this is my interview with you, not you interviewing me. But all right, all right. I think it's memory palace. I think that almost all major religions and all of the the huge sculptures and paintings, all of that can be summarized as like the best freaking memory palace and memory. Um, enhancement tools possible because if someone sits down and tries to say like Juan remember the entire Bible here we go I'm going to start reading it to you or here memorize the text there's some freaks out there that can straight up memorize every yeah. letter you know what I mean with the photographic memories or whatnot but for a normal person if you're if you want them to memorize Genesis or you're like yo imagine like a hot body dude and chick and they're like hanging out by this tree and a snake comes down and starts talking to them and one of them <laughs> eats an apple. Like all of these things are such visceral visuals that it's impossible to forget it. So even if even if that was like the children's version of the story and all the adults knew the real version after thousands and thousands of years, like the one that sticks out the most is like, oh, there was a naked chick with an apple. Isn't that hot? And, and that sticks in your memory. I mean, I'm oversimplifying that, but I think that that describes all the tales of aliens and supernatural everything as it's easier to remember. You've done memory palace work, right? Do you still remember what's outside your front door? I do. And I, I want to get that guy on a podcast. He's, he's still around, right? The moonwalking with Einstein guy. What's his name? Yeah. I don't he's even not. think he considers himself like a memory expert anymore. It was like he, he did that article. He wrote a book, uh, but it like, you can pick he it was up a champion though. Down. He did. He yeah. But the whole point was that anybody could become yeah. a world memory champion if they just put their mind to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to probably reach out to because that, that's an interesting concept of being able. But here's the thing, dude, like I've always wondered why we're able to come up with all these mythologies because, right, you're, you're talking about the base story, the core story, and then people start to fan fiction and start to fill in extracurricular and then there's other versions of that same story but just backwards and inverted like Lilith. Lilith is my favorite fan fiction version where someone like retrofitted they're like wait a minute there must have been someone before Eve you know what I mean because yeah, first they, yeah. said they were both made out of the dirt but then Eve comes along made out of the rib what what about the chick between there I love I love the fan fiction that's the coolest part well here's the thing so th this is a question that I've always debated where if the first Adam in some origin stories and some cosmologies was a golem at first was created as a golem right from the from the dirt he was animated and breathed life and and that story goes in a whole bunch of different mythologies let me give up the hold on it's the illuminati symbolism i gotta give up when i adjust my my you're, you're throwing some crazy illuminati hand signals yeah, right now yeah 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 all right so the if the first Adam was a golem and we are created in the image of God or the great architect of the universe as you guys would call him. The, if we're made in the image of God and the first Adam was a golem, does that make God a golem or homunculus? And, and if so, then who created God? What's the logic there? Why, why would God creating a homunculus mean God's also homunculus? We're made in the image of God. 
So wouldn't that default saying that God is a, is a golem too? If we're I don't know his if I image? follow because a homunculus means little man. So j- no, just no, no. the golem, premise that you're a little man means that golem. the little man's fashioned after the big man. Golem. <laughs> golem, bro. Golem, which is different than a homunculus. Is it? I thought I thought they were somewhat interchangeable on context. No, 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 no. So a here the, here are the differences. If we want to get into the nitty gritty, a golem is artificially. They're both artificially created beings through the use of magic. The golem, word magic, essentially. The alchemical homunculus, alchemy, the great art, the royal, the royal art, the great work, whatever you want to refer to it as. A homunculus needs to grow into old age. And also, you should probably check out 30 coins on HBO. Yeah, I, I don't get my it. information from TV, but that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna probably do on Jose's podcast. We're going to probably do a breakdown of that show. It's a, it's a show from Spain. And bro, first five minutes, homunculus, like straight up, dude, like nothing homunculus bro you're gonna you're gonna as soon as you see it, you're gonna know and so a homunculus needs to grow into old age they need to be matured nurtured whatever you want to do into old age a golem is already fully formed from the ground and it is ready to go right off the bat and it only does one thing it doesn't divinate to you it doesn't do anything else it is programmed to do one thing it's animated and if you said it to protect this property or whatever it is, it's a guard dog essentially. And, the, and but again, the homunculus is more utility knife. It's a talisman. You can keep it as your buddy, or you can sacrifice it to Moloch and then use its entrails and its body parts for different magical operations. It's up to you, bro. The, the, well, just the I just want to clarify because we're about truth with a capital T here. I don't know if you sacrifice a homunculus to Moloch. I think Moloch only wants your kids and at that your your best kids. I feel like that would be an insult that if you're going out and <laughs> dude that that's like when they do the the rifle buyback programs and those people go in they just like 3D print a bunch of crap that technically is a gun and then trade it in and get money. That would yeah. be like offering your homunculus to Moloch. I wouldn't recommend I it. That. If Juan does that, that's fine. He takes shortcuts. I would offer an actual firstborn. I love that uh, that comparison, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like, no, we don't want your empty vessels. What is this? It's like, but it's it's a part of me, you know, peaceful offering here. But and also, Do you know how Moloch, long I worked on this last night? <laughs> and Moloch might have not even uh, been a, like a god. It might have been just like an operation. Well, it was a pra- my from my research, and we've talked to I I can't remember uh, his name. Eddie. Who? Esoteric Eddie. Uh, well, Esoteric Eddie was on one of the shows, but there was another guy that ha- has written all these different books about Enoch um, and like Enochian magic. And I, he was like a Knights Templar dude. Anyways, he he made a really good case for that that same premise. That it's an operation and not an actual deity. Correct. That the, the offering was yeah. called Mulk, M-L-K. And then there was also the name for like a king, which was Malik. And that the two versions of this phonetically, if you try to pronounce MLK, uh, shout out MLK, but it just sounds like mulk. Like it just sounds like you're about to vomit. So if a bunch of people just keep talking about, let's go do that mulk, then eventually <laughs> someone spells it out in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, what, are you okay? Yeah, let's go do the mulk. <laughs> 
God, what, uh, what other topics uh, don't interest you? What are things that come up constantly in like the conspiracy occult world? And you're just like, yeah, that's cool, but I'm going to do something else. So the shape of the earth is one of them because I'm more of a hollow earther. I think that there is more evidence of hollow earth than there is of flat earth. That's just me. The, that one doesn't really like, oh, it's flat, you know, and this is why it's like, and then I love the the philosophical aspects of it. It's like, well, it's because it's it's here to make you insignificant. Well, jokes on you already feel insignificant as is. I don't care about the shape of the earth to feel insignificant. I, I already feel. That's a very you know, narcissistic thing to say. Like someone with a huge ego is just like, you're trying to tell me I'm not special. Like, well, it's like, I know I'm not special. Like, you don't got to tell me and rub it in, you know, with the shape of the earth. It's like you find out it's flat. Oh, I'm insignificant. In all honesty, though, (laughs) would it would it not be incredibly fascinating to you if if NASA or whoever came out and was like, you know what, we've been lying. It's flat. Earth is flat. That'd be plane. Okay, so infinite plane. So let so let me just let me. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm going to state the way I feel and just let me know if you agree with this. But the reason why. I don't care about flat earth versus a I don't understand earth. it enough either. That that's another one I don't understand it. Well, it's so, because uh, I I for me I feel like the jury's kind of out. Like I'm already fully on board the globe model. It's been programmed into my brain. So when someone brings up the flat earth, the burden of proof is so high and the only yeah. proof that ever gets thrown out is use your eyeball and we did that whole occult book club uh and we've talked about Rene Descartes a few times. And that dude didn't believe his eyes. Even if he saw the curve with his eyes, he'd be like, uh-uh. Like, that's just mm. someone that's just jiggling my my optic nerves. They're playing with me. Licking it. Licking it, yeah. So, to me, that that's why. But I want to know, like, do you really not care? Or is it just because you already feel like you know the answer? And, like, no, all the I, other I arguments truly, I, I legitimately do not care about that I don't subject. believe that. I don't believe that. Because you just said it would be mind-blowing if they came it out. Would. So it would. It'd be cool. And then I'd be over it. Like, oh. All right, cool. On to the I next. I don't feel thing. like I ever even, get over it. Infinite and here, plane, bro. Oh, that and that's the other thing. Like, oh, there's no infinite space, but there's an infinite plane. All right, bro. But here's here's the thing. When NASA would come out with that news, boom! I promise you, all those people who were on board with flat Earth, now it's a psyop. <laughs> it's a psyop. It's, it's not true. <laughs> you know the 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 dinosaurs were not real. You know, like all this other, they're, they're going to come out and say the opposite. Well, here's the proof. No, no, no. It's, it's got to be a psyop. The government's behind this. And it's like, all right, whatever. So, though, th- that is one of those. And because I, I feel like, again, there's more anything that has to do with interdimensionalism, manipulating reality. Because I'm a big sci fi nerd, bro. I love sci fi. And anything that has to really do with that sort of thing, like really perks my esoteric nipples up and just makes my nipples super hard. So that's what really gets me off when you're talking about like the shape of the earth. Cool. Like I can get down with hollow earth and all those other things. And, you know, I can actually Google and see that there's stuff under underneath the the ground and that stuff. And there's forest and animals and everything under, under us. Uh, so that, that whatever the other one, bro, to be honest, government conspiracies. Like the and not like the they're lizard people, but the stuff like the Illuminati bloodlines type of stuff, committee of 300. Like I don't find I I find it interesting, but it's like it doesn't get my rocks off like, hey, there's a cabal of elites that rule all the money in the world. And they're causing wars to get all this extra money. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. All right. One's like, drop a homunculus in there and maybe I'll care. Exactly. It's like, well, if you tell me, hey, all these elites are homunculi and they use magic to control our, our perceptions. Oh, okay. Now you've got me a little bit more perked up, but it's like, what are you going to do about the the Bilderberg group? Well, I I mean, actually, you're, you're starting to open up a really good case for, I we're not going to say the G word anymore because you said it's off it's off limits now. But imagine for just a second, you've got a one out there that's like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bilderberg. Yeah, yeah. Council of 300. Mm-hmm. I don't care that they're running the world and I don't care I that you can show me. But if someone's like, yeah, dude, but they're also shape-shifting lizards, and all of a sudden people are like, huh? And now all of a sudden they're interested, right? Or if they tell you that they're homunculi or, or fill in the blank. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is the noble version of the evil, the G word, that if you make <laughs> something that's real, but then Super you like add a little yeah. twist where it's like, oh, but there's also boobies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, you do a little salt bay in it. I feel like that's crack on a there. noble cause. And in, in that regard, the same way that, you know, people remember a tale about a naked chick and an apple and a snake. Well, you yeah. might remember shape-shifting Absolutely. reptilians and infinite planes and Arctic mind palace Wall. triggered mind palace triggered so like now i remember it you know what i'm saying and you're absolutely right different strokes for different cosmologies bro you know in this saga you're 69 yourself in this other saga you're making homunculus like who knows you know you're making homunculus in this other one so it's like who do you think it, was more magical eeyore bach or alistair crowley <laughs> i think alistair crowley was more you, magical. What would happen if the two of them hooked up and they just like went to town on each other? I think, you know, that, that's a good observation, but I think that at least Curly was writing about this stuff since the beginning of his life and wasn't like, hey, 1984, bro. <laughs> I'm going to start talking about this. It's like, why? Well, you see, I couldn't do. for a thousand years. Okay. It's like, well, it's just. Can anybody else back your claims up? Nope. They're all dead. <laughs> no, but but watch what I can do. I believe anything he says now. Yeah. Well, and that and that's the thing, bro. Like, and that's I've always wondered, like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> imagine just showing up to any situation and being like, Did you know 9-11 with this inside job? And people start debating it and they look back over at you and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> Well, didn't we talk about Jim Jones and like how charismatic and how well he was? And I mean this applies to a whole bunch of people in history that are good talkers that can talk about certain things and can manipulate people. I mean, you know NLP, Tom or not Paranoid American. Yeah, rhetoric. I would just call it rhetoric at this point. Rhetoric. Where you're able to twist things into like, damn, I don't know if this guy's full of shit. Like a good salesman, like, ah, or people who don't take no for an answer. And I think if you are able, if you sprinkle in a little bit of truth, a little bit, I think, I think what people, what gets people's rocks off with a lot of this stuff is the etymological breakdowns, right? Like when you start to break down the etymology of words, like 
damn dude that that makes a lot of sense to me and then they they get drawn to that like oh okay so there there is there's some truth in all cosmologies you know i'm saying like but that's like taking l ron hubbard at his word when he created scientology it's like oh this is the truth this is it this is this is our origin like this is this is the one well when did he make that the 1950s oh that's interesting okay i mean what's the right year to create a religion that's true though it's just something that I battle with too, bro. Like what makes the other ones, the major ones, the the three major religions legitimate with that they're older than anything else. Like how about Philip K. Dick? He was having visions. He was having a things. Vallis talked to him. Something was talking to him. Look at the, the Bledsoe family. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Where the they're they're encountering entities or CIA, FBI, different are they? Are they? John John D. Edward Kelly. How much is their were Patreon? They, where I don't know how I I you can buy his book. You can buy his book. But that's the thing, bro. Like, who who am I to say like if God can or cannot talk to you, or if what you talked to was or wasn't God? Well, do you think that the oldest is the most right? Because I usually that's the no. dynamic that comes up that it's like, oh, Mormonism's not true because it's too new, but the Bible's true because it's so old and it's lasted so long. It's got to be true. We have never, no one. I'm gonna get slack for this, but I don't believe anyone, unless you've read the original, has read the Bible. We've read translations of the Bible. Okay, we've read a book that was translated by a group of people that was passed down through generations. That's what we've read. So you, you bring up even exist in that definition. We're getting into shaky, a shaky ground here, bro, because. Oh, is this too hot for you? No, 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 not to me. No, no, absolutely not. But for the, for the commenters, bro, the people who are going to leave a comment. How dare you? Yeah, we're just here to have a conversation. We know I believe Thomas in the Bible is the true word of God. I don't know where you're going to go with this. Go ahead worship. and be critical if you want. No, 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 no. Here, I believe in the. I do believe that the Bible is the true word of God. Yeah, Occam's uh, razor. Occam's razor. What I don't believe in. Explanation is that everything in the Bible is literal. Let no, 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 no. I think that a lot of the stuff in the Bible has been watered down, and that's what I'm getting at. That we're getting a secondhand account. I don't speak old, whatever the original language, Greek, whatever, Aramaic, whatever it was. I don't speak of that. So I, I got to trust you on your word. And that's why when a lot of these other things pop up, like Scientology or whatever other sagas you want to link in there, where it's like source. Trust me, bro. That's what the church has been telling everybody for thousands of years. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Trust us. Okay. This is it. Because I'm even critical of that, bro. Like, I'm even, I consider myself a Christian. I believe in God. But I'm critical of that because it's, I believe a lot of things have been watered down, have been occulted, have been mistranslated. And we see that even today, bro. And I mean, you can take a, a one word and extract a few meanings from it. Which, which is it? Is it the witch that flies on a broomstick or is it which, 
one do you pick from? You know what I'm saying? Like, and how what you were make what you were talking about earlier, like, yo, get them, get the mock ready. Like, what, bro? Yeah, yeah, just transcribe it. But can you spell it again? Yeah, just keep. Come on, we have to go. It's like, and it's like he just put the Moloch, you know, and like there you go, boom. It's been Moloch for thousands of years. The next guy who picked it up, thousands of years. And I think that's the problem too with because some people argue that oral tradition is more correct and more, more precise than written. And I've got to disagree, bro. What if one day you know you had something in your throat? You're clearing your throat as you're saying that word. Next guy that picks it up, he was like, he misheard that one time you cleared your throat. Or you got lazy that one day where you were telling the story and you didn't want to, you just sped through it, you missed the part. And the next guy who's telling the story skips that part too. And then he gets kind of lazy one day and, and, and skips a part, forgets to say one part, passes it on to the next guy. You're going to tell me that's the most accurate way? Damn, shots fired at Native Americans from, from Juan Ayala right here, dude. Oral tradition uh, is garbage. Hey, bro. I'm just saying, dude. Like, Occam's Razor, right? Occam's Razor. <laughs> Write it I, down. I love it. You could just say Occam's Razor and then just leave a room and people are like, that's it, dude. That, that dude just dropped a gem on oh, us. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely right. So from now on, bro, when I don't understand anything, I'm just going to be like, yo, Occam's Razor. Just name this episode Occam's Razor. Well, I mean... You, we we joke here, but I mean, if we're talking about the trivium, the the classic of the first three steps of liberal arts, it's grammar, logic, rhetoric, and you can't get to rhetoric, you can't get to NLP until you go through grammar and logic first. And logic, now it's like Reddit army debater, you know, argument threads. But that's legit. Yeah. That's the real list of logical fallacies and those things yes. date back to ancient Greece but they're also the most annoying things to ever bring up in any situation outside of like a very formal classic debate well there there's opinion as well mixed in there and how Plato said opinion is the lowest form of intellect right because you have a lot of people who are going to and that's well like I said that that's what I've been battling with when it comes to my studies of anything where because i like that dude well, that's, i like that's his opinion <laughs> i like <laughs> i like when people comment and they talk about their perspective and i think we can do it in a respectful way right if you want to tell me that i'm wrong about something cool whatever like i'm wrong about it or a i got this one date wrong that that itself you know, something that's already been solidified as a fact and I get it wrong. That's one different type of correction. Then inserting your opinion is a whole nother difference. I was like, oh, no, well, it was this. Bro, I grew up my entire life thinking that. Well, I still believe that God is going to come back. There's going to be an apocalypse. There's going to be a rapture. That's what I've been ingrained with since I was a little boy. Did you grow up religious? Oh. Can you edit this part out? Because not a lot of people know, Thomas, that. I was actually born and raised Pentecostal. But, what? Uh, <laughs> you were what? You were, dude, you were a. Uh, Edit that like, part out, like, though, bro. Yeah. Like, did you do yeah. the snakes and everything? Did you talk to snakes? No. no Is snakes, that why? No. Okay. No. But I did see, like, you know, people jumping around, and I remember the, the pastors would pray over me and the preachers would pray over me, and they'd be pushing my head back, trying to get me to fall back, and I'd, I'd be holding my head up like that. They just move on, bro. It's like, you know, I, I've seen miracles, bro. I've seen people get healed in front of me and stuff like that. How I've seen people who they prayed over who never got healed. You know what I'm saying? Like there's that too, but it's like, there's something when you're back again to the beginning where you're in that state of mind, 
where you're in that state of mind where the Holy Spirit is in the house, you feel it. You know, you feel it in the air. But I can't explain what that is. Is that God? Is that Cthulhu? Is that the spaghetti, the flying spaghetti monster? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But the, yeah, not a lot of people know that I was born. And some people believe he already came back. No, 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 bro. This is the time after he came back. Like, what? Bro, that's crazy. So, yeah, I, I love studying these things and I don't understand any more than I do. But I like the mystery. I like the thrill of it. How you said, I like the, I like the grift. I like the grift. I like to feel alive, you know? Boom. You don't open that door again. We're, we've moved on. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, uh, what could I be doing better? As far as what? Just in just everything in general, podcast, comics, everything. Not make so much worthless merchandise, bro. You know, bring some real, actual knowledge to people, and don't bring some worthless. Mer- don't go to chosenjuan.com and sign up for the comic book, The Chosen Juan Number Two. Don't go and buy homunculus on it. Don't do any of that. I just want to point out that you, I mean, um, let's, let's get a couple things on the table, regardless of the shape of the earth. We believe that we're in a material realm and that molecules exist and matter exists. Right. Okay. So just imagine that every issue, every physical copy of chosen one.com, this could have been the cure for cancer, but it's not. We ended up manifesting a freaking comic book about an idiot that makes people that have feces come out of their mouth. Uh, I'm not giving that away. 10410. Write that down. Censor out the C word. I don't know if you're allowed to say that on the bit. We're not allowed to say cancer. Well, cure to cancer. So remember, it's about the. No, I'm not saying we have it. I'm just saying this could have been. The Are you saying that the chosen one is the cure to cancer? Is that medical misinformation? No, 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 no. The, the molecules that are like, this is now occupying physical space. You might space have to edit that out. In Me the world. saying that that comic is the cure Oh, this might not even be in physical space. This might not even be molecules. Okay. Just saying. I have to edit that whole transaction. <laughs> See, and I guess that's, that's why some people follow the maps and some people chart the maps. And that's fine. If you want to just be the person that follows the maps... And looking at the 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 pictures of Antarctica and being like, man, I wonder if there was a wall there. There was a dude that actually knows whether or not there was a wall there, but he got his he got banned from YouTube after he made that video. So you'll never know about it. Yeah. Or again, was he a plant by these governmental entities to Well, we're talking about Admiral Bird, right? But birds aren't real. <laughs> well, that came out post post posthumously. Okay. And well, he was on video now. Was he on video talking about this? He no, no, but here's the thing, dude. I was thinking about this exact thing the other day. Okay. And by the other day, I mean like yesterday or the day before where the, I I believe that those, so the book where he, where his account that he goes into hollow earth or with the opening and all that stuff. And he meets the people of Agartha that was published after he died. So the validity of that is, Occam's razor, right? You can, you can, you can assume that the person who published it may be looking for clout, whatever it is. You can say that about any ancient scripture, any book that's written, but 
It didn't come from him. It was his secret diary or whatever it was. But the the interview that you're talking about, which I am no longer able to find on YouTube, and I did see it at one point, is the part where he's talking about that there are lands that, you know, there are infinite lands, whatever. Not, and he doesn't use infinite lands. Let me, let me get this correct, right? I'm paraphrasing. So this is not exactly what he said. But he's talking about uncharted, unexplored lands. Right, you can take that and make it mean whatever you want. But he also said that no woman has ever stepped foot on these lands. So unless these extraterrestrials of flat earth and the people on the outside, they're all either androgynes or whatever it is, or they're, they're, they're trannies and they all have penises and there's you no women in that, that time code down one Oh seven. Can what I say? That's a derogatory term, sir. Which transgenders, what? not not the, the the car part. Jeez, man. You're just man. Letting, you're just spewing it left and right here. Yeah, a bunch of fags. How about that? How about you? How about you edit that out? <laughs> I don't uh, edit. You know, you already know I don't edit, even to, though I should. To quote Nixon, it's about the most faggoty thing I've ever seen, or whatever it is that he said. So he also said that that, that no woman has stepped foot on these lands. What if he was just talking about an uncharted continent that no one at that point in time had stepped foot on? Are you saying no woman or no one? No one, because he was just flying over the the poles at that mm. point in time. You know what I'm saying? So you can take that and make it mean. And you, again, you can use this for whatever other thing, ancient scripture, where you can quote different parts of him. Like, oh, see, this is this points to whatever. You know, Job went, went within the earth. That's hollow earth. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it was. And, and so you can that that and that's the problem with words. That's the problem with humans too, where they're gonna nitpick whatever they want and and run with it. So the Admiral Bird account, I'm a bit skeptical of because it happened after he died. And it also the that one interview they're talking about. Which maybe we can find it and post it for people, but I haven't been able to find it again. And at the account where he's talking about, and even even women haven't been there. We've got a copy of the original reel at the lodge. I'll I'll pop over this weekend and digitize <laughs> it if you want. Yeah, let me pull it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it, bro. All you have you to do it. is admit that Lucifer is your real god, and uh, anything you want, I'll I'll get it. Yeah, I don't know if I can do all that, dude. That's that's. A bit much for me, dude. That I'll, I'll leave that to the Freemasons and the who else worships Moloch and Satan and Lucifer? Just the Freemasons, and it's Just only a thirty-second degree and higher. They don't tell okay. you that in the lower degrees. Okay, all right, cool. Let me see if I can find this here real quick. But so we can give people the truth with a capital T. You know, we don't want we don't want to spread any misinformation here. Right. Well, if if you, we do find the Admiral Bird footage, though, it's going to be behind a sixty-dollar Patreon paywall, just yeah. like. We're going to call it the Arctic paywall so that if you really want to get to see the infinite planes of Admiral Byrd and all this research, you're going to have to pay a pretty penny for it. See the infinite planes of these nuts uh, when you sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash the one one podcast. I'll edit so, that out and make it say uh, patreon.com slash paranoid American. Admiral Byrd, Antarctica. What was the interview, right? Interview. What, what do you think? Is do you think there's even an Arctic ice wall at all? No, I don't think I don't. 
I don't think there's an ice wall, bro. I don't think there's an ice wall. I think that. But then that that would you're already incriminating me saying that the earth is a, sh- a certain shape, which I'm, I didn't say that. Yeah, but if you think that there's no ice wall, you automatic you're you're a global sexual, which I'm not a global sexual. I don't know. Um, what do they call a, a, a Fabian strip? Or I got that name wrong. Oh but yeah, like yeah. That, the infinite uh, strip, right? Mobius strip. Mobius. What strip, if the yeah. Earth is a Mobius strip? Then it'd be round and flat at the same time. I think people would lose their minds if they found figured out the truth, right? Do you, that's like the 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 moon landing. I mean, we uh, still need warning labels on Tide Pods, so I don't know if if it would mm-hmm. affect humanity too much. <laughs> Signs exist because somebody at one point in time did exactly what that sign says not to do. Uh, and another one too, is, which is a little bit less interesting, but anytime you've ever played a video game in your whole life and you've got those like menu screens that are like difficulty and like all like arcade mode and versus mode, every one of those was a disagreement that the designers had and they couldn't, they couldn't come up with the agreement. So they just throw it on a settings page. So whenever you see a settings page with like lots of crap, it usually implies that they were not in a of like mind in the design room. That's actually more interesting than the sign one, bro. Well, that's because I was delivering the information with a capital T. Capital T. That's right. There you go. And using rhetoric and NLP behind it. If you if you rewind that, I dropped like three embedded commands in that. See, this is this is why this is why the show's gonna blow up because you're using MK Ultra. And mind tricks against the the people who are listening. Right, you're being programmed right now. You need to unsubscribe from Paranoid American right now because you're being programmed. And he's flashing stuff that you can't see as we're going through this episode. Okay, to be programmed in your subconscious. You can edit that out too, bro. Like the chosenjuan.com or chosenjuan.com. I always get it wrong. Chosenjuan.com. Bro, that song slaps, dog. <laughs> what do you think about just making every conspiracy theory into a song? Do you think there's any any value to that, or is it just just no plain cons- cons- conspiracy rap is cringe, bro? I Conspir- think that <laughs> I think that if if you're a rapper, you can rap about anything. So, but why would you, wouldn't it be more noble to only rap about important capital T things? True truth <laughs> capital t truth stuff no dude I, I don't think i think that truth is subjective like just how you worship satan and stuff like that like that that to you is the truth and to me you know i love jesus christ my lord and savior so that that to me is truth but again and, and it, we're beating a dead horse bro because we're, we're gonna go back and forth with well that's how you make a homunculus with, with, <laughs> maybe that's where that comes from bro what if that's where that comes from you know, don't well, beat you, the dead horse anymore. About it, beating a dead horse means that you're like going over a topic too much. But you know what else happens when you go over a topic too much? That is a magic ritual. It creates an egregore, does it not? Like, like repeating the same thing over and over and over. So maybe beating a dead horse is talking about a celestial egregore homunculus. Oof, I love that, dude. And and you're absolutely right because when I did that video or when i helped mine unveiled with that video that it really got pushed out into this thing the homunc the homunculologist homunculologist started to pop up left and right and now we have this battle of who was the original homunculologist 
and who traces his origins back to the first homunculologist. And again, there's more videos and more things in the collective. So who knows if it's like the hundred monkey, te- uh, hundred monkey theory theory, where uh, when you get a hundred monkeys on board, it starts to shift the collective, and and everyone almost like the Akashic records or something or other. What's what's but, this theory? <laughs> do you not know about? Come on, bro. I've heard a different know. version of it. But I heard the one, maybe I'm I thinking of a different one, but the one I've heard is that if you lock a hundred monkeys in a room with a hundred typewriters for infinity, they'll eventually no. write every work of William Shakespeare. Is that not what That's we're talking bullshit. about? That would, n- that would take so long, bro. There was, bro, it's crash. on an infinite timeline. All right. Well, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. No, but the one I'm talking about, you, bro, we're watching the yams or something like that. You not know about that one? The hundred monkey theory, and I'm not talking about the hundred type. Let me let me get the the main one hundred monkey theory so we can all the hundred monkey the hundredth monkey effect is an esoteric idea claiming that a new behavior idea is spread rapidly by unexplained means from one group to all related groups once a critical number of members of one group exhibit the new behavior or acknowledge the new idea and the idea that they give is I believe it was where they have an island full of a hundred monkeys they have different islands full of a hundred monkeys each. In the first island, they teach the monkeys to, wa- I think it was like, wash their yams when before they eat them. All right. And eventually, all those hundred monkeys start, you know, this group learned to wash their yams. The next group didn't, had no idea how to wash their yams. And the third group didn't. But as soon as the first group of 100 monkeys start to wash their yams, the other group and the completely different island start to also wash their yams. And then it kept spreading. The third group, fourth group, whatever started to wash your yams. So what, what is that Thomas? Is that evolution? Is that, can it be contributed to the first group being taught and enough people got on board with the homunculus idea? Therefore people started to see homunculus homunculi in their peripheral vision. And that's the egregore. Is that God, the spread of information is language itself an extraterrestrial virus. Like what is going on or, or you know, just your pressure. Because if you were if you were to decimate all hundred of those monkeys and then replace it with another fresh hundred, then the whole knowledge about cleaning yams it goes away forever. It doesn't it doesn't transfer. It doesn't like they don't leave it lingering in the air. So once they're gone, I really do think it it would be peer pressure because the underlying theme there is that if one of the monkeys doesn't wash the yams, then they're stricken as an outcast and they don't get fed and maybe they don't get to procreate. So they become truly outcast from their little community. But that's the only factor that's running there, I believe. So it, it was. So people are trying to find if if this is an actual true story, but it was some prime primatologist. And it was sweet potatoes and wheat. An unanticipated study, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, so the the according to Watson, the scientists observed that some of the monkeys learned to wash sweet potatoes initially through an 18 month old female member of the troop in 1953. Emo discovered that sand and grit could be removed from potatoes by washing them in a stream or in the ocean. Gradually, this new potato washing habit spread to the troop in the usual fashion through observation and repetition. Unlike most food customs, this behavior was learned by the older generation of monkeys from the younger ones. This behavior spread up until 1958, according to Watson, when a group of 
when a sort of group consciousness had suddenly developed among the monkeys as a result, one last monkey learning potato washing by conventional means rather than the one monkey at a time method prior. Watson concluded that the researchers observed that one critical number of monkeys was reached, the hundred monkey. This previous learned group behavior instantly spread across the water to monkeys on nearby islands. What? So it spread as soon as the hundred monkey learned it, bro. What is that? Like, is this even real? Can we, can we just chalk this up to Occam's razor and just say that it's good to wash your potatoes and they just learned it just because, and it wasn't hundred monkeys. I mean, it, to me, it just sounds like evolution on a, a microcosmic scale. All right. Cause the, you're making an argument too, for what Freemasonry sort of represents in a way where that, Imagine instead of monkeys washing potatoes, it's humans, it's masons that understand how to create these elaborate structures that seem to defy gravity and have all these ornate extras and and are able to take almost any material in the surrounding environment and chip away at it and make them into these little perfect building blocks. That's the same kind of information that just like I would say Uh. that if you if you decimated all those monkeys and replace them with new monkeys, you're back at at scratch. You're back at, at, you know. Global resets. That would make sense. It's a global chimp reset. But that's in my mind, free secret societies or Freemasonry are kind of like the seed banks for those global resets. It's like it's the it's the smart sort of monkeys that uh that like you you protect. It's the elders that you protect. So when all the new ones come or they get decimated, the old ones are still there to pass on the knowledge to the new wave. But if everybody gets wiped out then nobody's washing their potatoes for another thousand years until someone accidentally comes across it and it inherently becomes valuable. They're like, oh, wow, I like not having grit in my food now. So it catches on out of pure merit. And I feel like that's you're making an argument for joining the Freemasons right now. No, no, I'm not. I don't think that anyone should join any. You are. Occam's Razor says you are. No, that's Mandela effect, bro. So, you know, I'm going to just use these things interchangeably. Whenever I misremember something, Mandela effect, they changed it. Well, it's also just a simulation theory. And simulation. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, you know, a lot of these concepts where I think that you're getting into the woo-woo if you're talking about egregores and things like that, where if you talk about it enough, it becomes real. Or is it a, a state of mind? Altered state of consciousness, like a permanent altered state of consciousness. You talk about it enough times. And yeah, I I do think that repetition is part of ceremonial magic. So what does it say when you dedicate your life to one topic and only talk about one topic? Are people under your spell? I don't just talk about homunculus though, bro. You know that. Oh, I didn't. That's weird that you you interpreted like that. I just threw out. (laughs) weird. It's weird how you identified with a different version of what I didn't say. That's cool. I hate you so much, Thomas. You know that. you're working through some stuff. Okay, so yeah, yeah. complain if we they don't watch you do some PCP live on air. So let's do this. Hey, conspiracy buffs! I double dare you to take some PCP, the paranormal conspiracy probe. On your marks, get set, and go. You know the rules, right? Do you know that? Do I need to tell you the rules? I don't watch this fucking show. Zero bro. to ten. I'm gonna say a thing, and and zero means that you think it's it's complete hogwash. Mm-hmm. riffraff and 10 means that like you're writing a book about it right now and you're going to be grifting about it on your patreon in a week griff graph uh-huh so let's Go. start out box saga zero to ten 
zero. It's a griff graph. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Three. I do think that there is some legitimate truth to it, but I think it's the epitome of trust me, source, trust me, bro. But there's, it's got some, and that's how you reel them in. It's got some truth in it, but you sprinkle in a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's like, all right, because you're pushing something that's related to you and getting people right, on board. How about an alchemical homunculus? I'll give it a five because, and, and I am writing a book on it, but I'll give it a five because of the same thing. It's all stories. It's all source. Trust me, bro. There is records of it for hundreds of years at a time and it, and sometimes even thousands, but yeah, it's, it's uh too much short source. Trust me, bro. Take my word for it, which we know is bullshit too. Uh, let's put this one to bed. Miami mall aliens, zero to 10. I think it's a, a three because so, if, <laughs> as reliable as box saga, as reliable, if not less than box saga, because there is a lot of people coming out saying that they've got footage, but they're scared to put the footage out again. How, how convenient. And if you actually listen to the episode, you'd know that I'm not talking about aliens at all in that episode. And I'm actually talking about some occult rituals. So, which is also probably bacon gay as well, but yeah, three. dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs when I was a kid. I don't know how to feel about the fossils if they're even real, but I'll say a five bro. And it's probably a grift. The door dinosaurs made up from what I've heard and seen. There was a, a battle going on a competition going on of who could one up the other guy. And I guess they all of a sudden started finding these fossils in one small area. So it could have been a grift for fame. What about dragons? And I mean, flying and fire breathing. Let's go with a three, bro. There's too much mythology around it. Source. Trust me, bro. So how about Bigfoot? Same. And and Three. people have to understand, I'm a, I'm a skeptic, bro. <laughs> I'm a skeptic, and that's why I'm here. So a lot of the things, just because I talk about something, doesn't mean I believe it 100. What about demons? Grift. I think that it's energies, and I think that angels, demons, demons, all that stuff can be used interchangeably, and Mental health is a real phenomenon. So I'm going to have to go with a four, maybe five, because it's, you can use that word interchangeably. I think that there is forces on the other side. Am I playing this right? Am I, do I have to explain it? I mean, well, you're a self-proclaimed skeptic that, that rates dinosaurs three and demons five. I don't know. Do you think that that makes logical sense? Well, when did, when was the first fossil found? I mean, we've been talking about entities on the other side since the beginning of time. Fossils are fairly new. When was the first dinosaur fossil found? First dinosaur fossil found. The word dinosaur didn't even exist. So first dinosaur fossil found. Yeah, but th- th- just because they didn't have 18, a name 19, for it yet, does that, yeah, but, but are we saying that every triglobite uh, fossil that ever gets dug up is only from the 1800s because they only had a name for it in the 1800s touche brother touche mandela occam's razor a reserve uh, simulation theory simulation we got uh, what's the other one mandela well, where, where are you at zero to ten on simulation theory like we're all just living in a simulation 
I like that idea. It was one of the first ones that I that I got into, but I'm going to have to go with a There's no way to prove it, bro. So 10 it's 100% like real. Yeah. I'm lukewarm, bro. 5 because we got to reserve the right to change our minds. Like it could be real how it could be fake and gay. So I think therefore Occam's razor. What about sympathetic magic? And I'm not talking about when you just put all your focus into something, you tend to pay more attention because you've you've got it focused. But I mean, like, as above, so below, talismanic style magic. Do you think it actually Five. has any impact? I think the mind has a lot more impact than anything. And I think if you believe that you've been in contact with something or if you believe that person is unaware of it, there that does something. And that that's what's interesting more than anything about the occult and the esoteric and alchemy and all that stuff is the the interdimensional aspect of it. So if I think, therefore, it's Occam's razor. So I'm going to go with five there. And you're talking about the law of contagion where one like attracts like things that have come in contact with, with one another, stay in contact with one another. So it's sort of quantum entanglement there type of thing that plays into talismans, homunculus, all that good stuff. Go with a five on that. It's pretty, pretty solid five. Yeah, pretty solid five. What about the Bible? Zero to 10. How accurate is the Bible in general? I've never read the original, so I can't speak on that. Okay, King James Bible or whatever the weird Pentecostal snake blood version that you weirdos read. And we're talking about King James 1611. That's a three right there, bro. Source, trust me, bro. It's the divinely inspired word. And King James was gay. What about heaven and hell? To grift. To get people more on board. Does that mean three or five? Three. I've never been there. <laughs> so well, once you find yourself burning for eternity, you'll be like, it's 10, it's 10. Yeah, Thomas. You know, I'll I'll hit you up, bro. I'll dial you in. You're gonna get like a fuzzy phone call. Hello? Comes Razor. You have a collect call from ah! <laughs> What about gold? What do you think about alchemists and actually creating gold from lead or any other substance that someone at any point in history has successfully created real gold? I think that isn't there a process now where you can birth diamonds and create. So the reasoning behind that, bro, is that every the same molecules that are in lead are in gold. And if you're able to find a way to manipulate them and change them around, that you're able to have lead from you're able to project lead from to gold to its highest form. Well, just so, like we are unequivocally stating that the chosen one is the cure for cancer. If you if you burn this and turn it into ash and inject it into your arm, it will cure cancer. Yikes. Wow. That's heavy, bro. That's heavy. Right <laughs> it's the same molecules, bro. That's heavy. Check out this mustache that I got. Check that out. The, just because you're going deep into the young phase, you think you're you're gonna think you're gonna turn into Carl Young, don't you? No, 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 no. Three or four times, and you're like, I'm gonna grow a mustache. Wait, does he talk about the mustache? In that? No, he doesn't. Didn't he have a sick mustache? Him and him and Freud both had sick mustaches, I think. No, Young didn't have a mustache, bro. Carl Young. And aren't 
aren't you following the ways of the Illuminati? Because isn't Carl Jung Illuminati? He is part of, he was a secret society. He was a part of the secret service. Was it OSS 388 or something like that? Yeah, it's all fabricated by the government. And no, I don't subscribe to Young 100% and I don't, I don't subscribe to his alchemical views either, bro. I think that it's, it's a lot more complicated. I think that he just piggybacked his ideas off of alchemy. He saw some of his ideas in alchemy, but I don't think he was 100% right. I think he's right to some, to some point, you know, of the changing your mindset and transmuting that into something. But his view on alchemy and, and again, my views on alchemy are very tainted because of all this. And in my opinion, I've painted it to be a lot super, more supernatural than it probably was. But that's because I'm following the stories and the lore and I, I enjoy the lore. Right. So that comes with the territory. But I'm not saying that it's the truth, bro. Occam's razor. Mandela effect. If we do an Simulation. alchemy all, who do you think's in like the final four of all alchemists? Per, you know, Paracelsus, Kelly, D, all of them. Who, who's making the top four? Edward Kelly. Edward Kelly was one of the greatest alchemists of all time. Highly slept on. So I'd say you said top four. Yeah. Top final four. Let's go with. Ranked. Edward Kelly. Falconelli can account for a few of the ones. Falconelli can account for Valentine, for Saint Germain, for Falconelli, for a few, a few. Like that's a, that's a group. That's like the QAnon of of alchemy. <laughs> and then I'd say let's throw Gerber in there. Gerber, Jabir bin Hayyan. Uh, that guy, he, he was onto some stuff and then he's the only one that could make a, a real homunculus. Everyone yeah, else. His, his were good. And then Zosimos. Yeah. And then Zosimos in there. So, you know, Edward Kelly, Falconelli and associates, Jabir bin Hayan or Gerber, Gerber, however you want to call it, Gerbil. And then we're going to throw in Zosimos cause he was talking about some cool stuff. He was talking How come about. Paracelsus isn't getting his fair due here? Paracelsus was an interesting guy. He was the humunk daddy, but I like those other guys better, bro. I think that they're, I don't know, that's it's a hard pick, dude. So many grifters. Are you hermaphrophobic? No, I'm not. I'm a global sexual. Is that why? It's because he had an any in and outy and you don't like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. He had a no, he had a huge clitoris penis thing that he had going on, Paracelsus. So, yeah, there's some there's some evidence that he was a something of a hermaphrodite, something like that, some weird thing. His genitalia was all mutated from. Again, I'm just reading books, bro. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Do you think he could have created his own homunculus the good old fashioned way? Yeah, I I do think, and I think it was a sort of technology, bro. If anything, it's a sort of tech that people are able to tap into, like the force, use it for good, use it for evil. But Paracelsus, yeah, I do think he could have been able to make one, hundred percent. But again, and, uh, that could that could have been pseudo Paracelsus too. By the way, the the book that we're talking about, the Natura. Occam, Occam's Razor says they're all Occam's pseudo. Ra- Mandela effect. Yeah. 
And uh, oh man, I, I had a great last one, but I don't. It, it might be escaping me now, man. You, th- you on, threw me man. off my game. Oh no, no, no. Final question: Are you comfortable with long silences? No. Oof! You answered that a little too quick for that to be true. So tell people where they can find you. TJOJP.com. I just want you to know I hated every minute of this. And hopefully we don't have to do this again. And yeah, at the Juan Juan podcast, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time. If you want to pay me to give you absolutely nothing, patreon.com slash the Juan Juan podcast. And thanks for having me on, bro. I remember my question. Do you think you're giving this material the respect it deserves? Never. And I'm not here for <laughs> that dude, dude. That guy has turned into like the super fan. Like he's like at the highest tier of my Patreon. He's like in my groups. He's like the ultimate fan now. But it took a it was a little abrasive at first, but that's how we work. We're a little abrasive at first. And then we grow on you. Like some space, some fake and gay space mold. That turns you into some sort of zombie that will then go on to chosenjuan.com and sign up for the Kickstarter of chosenjuan.com and then go on to all the other websites, sign up for all the tiers and everything like that, members on YouTube, all that good stuff, you know, because we're here for it. We're here for the for the grift and we're here for a good time. We'll make it fun in the meantime while we take your money. So and shout out to that to that dude the you know you don't give this material the respect it deserves uh and it's it's awesome to hear that he's on board now he's like one of the big supporters although right now he's getting truth with the lowercase t that's why your your website starts there with a little lowercase t but if you want (laughs) the uppercase t truth he would be a top subscriber on the paranoid american patreon where you get way more insight we don't grift we don't talk about miami mall aliens uh we only talk about truth of the capital t so yeah only truth that you know, truth. That's it. That's all we're here for, bro. And just to put a nail in this coffin, because people were asking, it's always one of the top comments. I started this out asking you, who's the homunculus? And you kind of imply you made a really compelling case, which I think I'll cite from now on that. Like if you're in a big family, if you've got power, if you've got a lot of like a following, there's a better chance that you're a homunculus because you're at the whim of these elites and i just i was just thinking you've got a bigger family than me you've got a bigger following than me and i think you might have more cool stuff than me so you've kind of worked yourself into this corner where you are de facto the homunculus out of the (laughs) two of us based on your own logic no 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 i'm a bro i got fans in the thousands i'm talking about fans in the millions bro once we get there once I cross that threshold where I evolve into a full-fledged homunculus, I'll let you know, bro. And then I'll you know I probably won't talk to you anymore because I'll be so big. I don't even need well, to. I'll just I'll just wipe the uh the text off of your forehead and you'll just go back into like <laughs> hibernation mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no no, bro. Don't don't twist my words. Don't use this episode to create an a, a fake AI version of me. But who knows? I might have been a, a fake AI version of myself this entire time. I might not even be the real chosen Juan. I might be a faker. 
big fat liar. If I were to train AI on you, what would be the like the worst thing that I could get you to say? Like something you definitely wouldn't say. <laughs> that the earth is flat and that the 9-11 wasn't an inside job. That's it? Nothing yeah. more nothing more salacious than these? No, I don't really. What if it was like, my name is Juan Ayala, and I've been lying to you all and stealing your money on Patreon, and homunculus is a grift? Deep fake. I'll, I'll tell you that myself. Homunculus is a grift. <laughs> all right, there we go. That's the We found the title for the episode. Everyone, go follow Juan and his grifting at patreon.com, chosenwan.com. And yeah, homunculus owners. Oh, um, and you know what? This is a special occasion. So maybe I'll show off a little prototype. Uh, it's not done yet. It'll be in full color. But this <laughs> is the official homunculus growing kit with the full miniature alchemy lab included. Uh, this is this is legit. Don't it'll it'll be out That's soon. It's not, not it's not one just like I am not paranoidamerican.com. Yeah. Go visit chosenone.com It's easy to remember If you just sing along Chosenone.com Go visit chosenone.com The chosen one Yes, he is the chosen one He's got his own comic And now he's got his own song Cause he's the chosen one Yes, he is the chosen one Go buy a copy at ChosenOne.com ChosenOne.com Go visit ChosenOne.com It's easy to remember If you just sing along ChosenOne.com Go visit ChosenOne.com You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.